Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. Good morning. Welcome into the show. On behalf of the entire sports world, it's not my fault, but I'm just going to step to the plate I want to apologize for Monday Night Football. What a waste of your time and my time. We're going to talk about it anyway. There are some takeaways, and one of those takeaways, not to um, do a spoiler spoiler on our own show, is don't watch Broncos games. This is one. This is one of many, many takeaways. Uh, we are, what a bad game. We are coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage Studios when you need cash out of your home and a simple way to get it. Rocket can. It, it's hump day. No, it's not hump day. It's Tuesday. It's the hard day for Diesel. He hit, he hit a wall today of sorts at Diesel CBS on Twitter. So if you want to call him and cheer him up or just talk on the air, same number for both of those things. You can do both simultaneously, 855-212-4CBS. Uh, Twitter, Sports Rider, Sports R-E-I-T-E-R. Mr. Bogus is coming up. NBA begins tonight. Excited! What a what a great day! It's like Christmas, and uh, we're gonna preview this NBA season. We're gonna give you some predictions. Me, Bogish, uh, Pretty Daddy Diesel over there, and then about twenty minutes, and then at the end of the show, I've got probably too many bets that I've already put in on tonight's two games. But it's been a while since I could bet on the NBA, so you can ride with me or just watch me gamble. But we'll get into some of those bets toward the end of the show. We'll do NFL power rankings. It will be an interesting addition in about 20 or 30 minutes. We've got Yankees-Guardians tonight after MLB pushed that game back. Very nice of uh, Major League Baseball to wait five hours until the fans in the Bronx time to go home. Good job, MLB. We'll get into that with Jerry Harrison Jr. and, and talk the upcoming series, those that we, we know of, and obviously one that, that depends upon the winner between the Yankees and, and Cleveland to see who plays the Astros. And uh, we'll give you some surprises later in the show, including a buy or sell. That was not a good football game last night. It was not an impressive or joyous thing to have to watch. And Diesel, when we talked this morning, gave me as his top take, my top take, and the collective sigh of a, of a country the worst part is the fact the game went to overtime. If you missed it, it was a defensive effort. The quarterback play from an injured Justin Herbert and a pretending to be injured Russell Wilson was mediocre at best. You had running backs being benched. You had receivers dropping balls. You had a pretty good defensive effort, except one dude was called for pass interference four times. In fact, the Chargers had seven first downs on penalties alone. Just to give you an idea of how poor the game was, often when the ball was moved, it was moved because of the little yellow flag and not because of any kind of excellence by any of the folks who played. Now, that doesn't change the fact 
that we had a winner and a loser in overtime. And the loser of that game, the Denver Broncos, a team that I was wrong about, that I thought was going to be interesting, that a team I thought was going to be competitive, looked like a disaster. And the Chargers, even though they don't look like world beaters, and Herbert Herbert looks like a guy, and I've had broken ribs, who's really, really hurt, they stand still with a pretty good record. Let's give you four takeaways from an ugly football game. I don't want to get into the, the give and take, the back and forth of a really bad game. Here are the conclusions of that game. First of all, the Denver Broncos, and we knew this, but this was a way to conclude it and, and to lock it in for the entirety of the season. The Broncos are a mess, and they will remain a mess. And, and in some ways, the loss and the way it happened makes me have utter sympathy for Nathaniel Canhackett, the head coach of the Denver Broncos. If you, if you watched his halftime interview, his interview on the sideline at halftime, he looked both broken but slightly optimistic maybe things could turn around. Broncos are on the road. They're in Los Angeles. They're not playing well. If they still go to overtime and they have a chance to win that game, if they win that game, they're 3-3, three and three, and the Chargers fall to 3-3, three and three, and you can convince yourself there's a bit of a shift in momentum. But what overtime revealed and locked in for this season, and I think made permanent because of the things we're going to hit on and the lackluster coaching ability so far of Hackett, is that this Broncos team is a complete and total disaster. Let's take two things that happened in overtime that speak to the entirety of the season. Thing one, Russell Wilson looks washed. He's not very good. They gave this guy a whole bunch of money, $165 million guaranteed, for what is so far five touchdowns and three interceptions on the season. Last night, a lackluster 15 of 28, 188 yards in the air. He did have a touchdown. Now, I will credit Russell Wilson for this. He did have more than 13 and a half rushing yards, which put money in my pocket. And normally, if you put money in my pocket, I like you. I'm not a big Russell Wilson fan right now because he is washed, and in that overtime, he was unfocused. He routinely lost yards. He didn't manage the game particularly well, and most importantly, he could not move the sticks. But it's also true in the disaster that is this Broncos team. That one play epitomized the awfulness of this team. And the, you can call it coaching, call it execution, call it culture, call it lack of focus. They, they all mingle together in a great big ball of football awfulness. Nobody could move the ball in overtime, and really at the end of that game. But in overtime, no first downs, no electric playmaking. This was not Mahomes against Herbert or whatever other comp you want to give. And back and forth, back and forth. Remember, after each team has the ball, a simple field goal. Just move the ball, and you win the football game. And the Chargers, again, got the ball. Again, Justin Herbert looked, and I think it's an injury, but but lackluster. Chargers punt, and the Broncos in their own territory, literally the only way they can allow L.A. to get within field goal range, within striking distance of a win, is to muff, to fumble, to botch the punt return, and it's what happens. Now, not that you need me to defend some poor punt return or not, but the way that it went down wasn't just a straight, some poor SOB punt returner who can't look the guys in the eye for the rest of the week, drop the ball. No, his own blocker got blocked into him, and he basically fell over as the ball hit him in the... wasn't the face, it was more the leg, but I wish it were the face. That's takeaway number number one, the Broncos are a total disaster. Number two, and I already hit on him, I'll say it again, 
Russell Wilson is washed. I don't know if he was a creation of Pete Carroll's cultural or even tactical excellence. I don't know if he's just gotten old. I think probably there is something to the reality that the habits that make you great are the hardest ones to hang on to once greatness arrives. Because then you can start focusing on things. You can start thinking you're better and bigger than the details and the hard work. To pick on Tom Brady, and this example for Brady is, I think, true but minuscule in his narrative. I think it's larger in in Russell Wilson's. But Tom Brady thinking he can go to Bobby Cakes, Robert Kraft's surprise wedding, and, and miss a walk through the day before the Steelers contributed certainly to the Bucks losing to the Steelers over the weekend. Do you know who did not skip out on their duties to go to that game? Bill Belichick. Go to that wedding? Bill Belichick. Russell Wilson seems like a guy who, as our friend Kirk Morrison, former Raider, likes to say on the show, it doesn't entirely make sense, but I like the expression, smelling himself, which apparently means being arrogant. Whatever's going on, Russ is no longer the top five quarterback, the Hall of Fame quarterback, the game changer that he was. We have a big enough sample size. We have enough games. We have enough evidence. Yes, that is a very good Chargers defense, like it's a good Broncos defense. But Russell Wilson, unlike Justin Herbert, doesn't feel physical excruciating pain in his ribs every time he throws the football. And there were moments, there there were openings, there were open receivers. There were things Russell Wilson could have done. It did not work. Takeaway number three. And I know this guy was celebrated as a, he's a genius and he's the man. He's going to, this guy's a young star. You never know. I get these things wrong. I thought Mike McDaniels was going to be a disaster. He's great. Brandon Staley, I thought, was going to be really good. Brandon Staley can't coach. Can't coach. Bad coach. Bad at his job. He's not going to get fired probably this year. They're 4-2. and two. Sean Payton's going to have to wait to be the Chargers coach for another year. And there's a, a number of examples over the course of that game. But how about this one? Other than the unimaginative, basic offense that was run. How about Staley keeping every single timeout he has in a close, close game and then calling a timeout with one second left from about the 50-yard line at the end of regulation? And I think this went a little, a little under the radar, but I, I, I literally gasped out loud, which is different than the gasping I did when the game went to overtime because I was like, oh, my God, i got to watch more of this thing, and I just want to do anything else on the face of the earth. Other than this, I haven't watched the TV show Riverdale in four years since I recommended it on these airwaves. I would have put Riverdale in front of me. I'm like, I'm in, other than overtime. One second left, Staley calls a timeout for a Hail Mary. Okay, A, stupid, right? It's fourth and one. B, unnecessary. C, not going to work. But here's the real thing. And I think for me this isn't a positive for the Chargers. Justin Herbert is a tough dude, man. I've said this before, I'll say it again. For me, it was in a car wreck, but haven't had injured ribs. And, and every person I've ever met who, who has it, understand it is so physically excruciatingly painful. It is not this, it's more painful than a broken leg, which I've had. It's more painful than a broken wrist, which I've had. It's more painful than a, than a pulled hamstring, which I probably have two of right now. I don't know. Just the way that I walk. And the fact that Herbert can go out there and, and can try to gut it out says something about him. And, and that Staley would mismanage the clock and his timeouts and his entire game plan in a way that in part leads to Justin Herbert having to bomb a ball. And just if you saw the end of regulation, go look. 
well, I don't even know who it was. One of the Broncos defenders comes right up the middle, and as Herbert releases the ball, just crashes right into his body. Why would you jeopardize your injured quarterback on a play that stupid? Because you don't know what you're doing. And the fourth takeaway is, despite all of this, the Chargers are still very much in it. You are sort of, I've always believed this until last night. I'm sorry, Bill Parcells. You are sort of what your record says you are. And right now, the Chargers are 4-2. and two. And that puts them within a game, in theory, of the Buffalo Bills. Not in theory, they're, the math is the math for the best record in the AFC. Titans are 3-2. and two. Colts are 3-2. and two. Every single team in the AFC North is 3-3 three and three or 2-4. and four. Chiefs are 4-2. and two. Chargers are tied with the Chiefs atop that division. And the glimmer of hope for L.A. The takeaway is, and I think this could prove to be true, if you have a quarterback who's a game changer, who's supposed to be on the level, and this is where we think and thought Justin Herbert would be, of Josh Allen, of Patrick Mahomes. Aaron Rodgers has certainly taken a step back, but we thought Aaron Rodgers this year. If you have that Justin Herbert and he's injured to the degree where he can't be himself, where he is 60% of Justin Herbert, or 70%, and again, toughening out, being out there, but I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt, Justin Herbert, that when he heals, when he gets better, physically he's going to play better. And so like the Dolphins, to a different in a different way, because Tua can't play, we think he'll be back this upcoming week, but the quarterback on which everything turns for the Chargers is out there, but he's not really out there. He's on the field, but he's not himself. And the fact the Chargers can keep their head above water over this stretch... And the defense that they have. And the weapons on offense that they have. The L.A. that we all thought we were going to see. The really good team that might be just below the Chiefs and Bills for the class of the AFC. And some of the folks that came on the show thought the Chargers would win the AFC West. That Chargers can still emerge. you got to win games like last night. Where you're playing a lackluster team with a pretty good defense and a quarterback who's washed, and your quarterback's playing like he's washed because he's in a lot of pain, but you find a way to win. Does it come from a muffed punt and a coach doesn't know what he's doing and a quarterback who's got $150 million guaranteed, who's a goofball and, and still can't throw the football? Yeah, it did. Doesn't matter. You are what your record says you are. Look, there's a lot in the world that's 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 rough and that's tough and that's hard. And so I'm not I understand the perspective, but but on a smaller scale. Right? Like when you pray, or if you pray, you can like ask for important things, but also like, please let me catch this fly ball if it comes to me in right field, right? Whatever it is. Can we just get some nationally televised games that aren't, that don't subtract from the sum of all human joy? Please? Thursday, this coming Thursday. Can't wait to preview this in a couple days. Saints Cardinals, also known as Let's Talk About the NBA. And on Monday, Tom, am I right that I, 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 my, my, my brain works only at 31% capacity when it comes to the, to the Bears because I block it out. Are the Bears playing on Monday Night Football? Uh, you have that correct. The Patriots will be hosting your Chicago Bears. Ooh, quarterback controversy. Quarterback controversy Bogut doesn't want to talk about. All right, what a terrible football game. What a terrible football game, but good job, Chargers. 855-2124-CBS. Let's talk some NBA. Opening night tonight. Sixers go to Boston to start. It's a good game. 7-15-ish, those of you on the East Coast. Earlier for, for those of us out here on the left part of the country, the West Coast. Do you know that West rhymes with best? Did you know that, Tisa? 
It's a thing. I'm just telling you what it rhymes with. I'm not making any declarative statements or judgments. West Coast, best coast. Um, I do like the East Coast, too. And then we've got the Lakers, who are going to go up to Golden State and get their you-know-what kick, I think. So we'll to celebrate that, we're going to give you some predictions on this NBA season, including D-Cell's shocking, shocking pick for one of the categories. I I'm still can't believe it. Next year on CBS Sports Radio. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. Welcome back into the show. Good morning. How are you doing, Diesel? Good morning, Bill. You know it's my rough day. It's Tuesday. My least favorite day of the work week. What is um? What is your favorite day? You Friday? I'm a Thursday guy. I like Thursdays. No, don't overthink this. It's yeah. Friday. Thursday's like almost the weekend, but I like my job, so it's cool to be doing it. But then there's a different vibe and energy, and then I know tomorrow's Friday, so Thursday is a Friday night light. Like Thursday night is Friday night light, Listen, a light Friday night. If you're not gonna pick Friday, if you're gonna go contrarian here, you gotta go hump day. I don't recognize the term hump day. You choose not to recognize. Just as yesterday, you did not recognize the concept of time and space in your conversation with Bogus. Andrew, good morning. Bill, good morning. I'll take Thursday as well. Thank you very much. I like Thursdays too. I've been a little remiss with you. I, I um, Every now and then we have to do a segment. We don't have imaging for it. And then like either D-Cell or I will do the imaging like in a deep voice. And I've never offered you the chance to do. Are you interested in that? Yes. Thanks for asking. We Do you want to introduce our NBA season preview prediction thing you can call whatever you want it's the 2022 23 writer than you nba season thingamajig preview a lot better than that than we are (laughs) that's a lot better than when i'm like we can do it all right Here we go. Eastern we Conference are. Finals. Ooh, we're getting right at time. D-Sub doesn't want any small talk. There's no foreplay. There's no romance. Yeah. On his first date with his now wife that he talked 401Ks. Let's get into financial <laughs> family planning. Okay. 
Uh, I'm going to go Bucks over Celtics here, boys. I, I love Milwaukee this season. I wrote about this this morning. Of the six contending teams from Vegas's view, and I think any rational person's view, four of them are yoked with crazy amounts of drama, self-inflicted, including the Celtics with Ime Odoka. The one team that's not, other than the Clippers, and I always worry about Kawhi, is the Milwaukee Bucks. I know they've got a little bit of an injury situation for the first two or three weeks of the year with Chris Middleton, but love Milwaukee, and I still think Boston's going to be pretty good. It's a question mark. I've got Bucks over Celtics, but pretty crazy Eastern Conference. Almost went Sixers here. I love Philly this year, but then I remember Doc Rivers as their coach, and so it was a, it's, if you're a world-class swimmer, do I think you can swim to, uh, you know, a crazy distance? Yes. But if you're weighted down by 100 pounds of incompetence, like a, a competence vest, do I think you can still make it? You'd be stronger than I thought. That is how I view Doc Rivers. Just got back from Philly, too. Where do you, where are you coming down, uh, Diesel? Uh, despite Doc Rivers being the coach of the Philadelphia 76ers, I am taking them to reach the Eastern Conference Finals Ooh. and going up against those Miami Heat who are oh. not as talented. Oh, I'll give you that. Not as talented, but they are Pat Riley tough. Give me the Philadelphia 76ers against the Miami Heat. The Heatles! Okay. Wow. All right. You're now, not afraid? I was also going to make that same pick, so now I can't. Um... This is a tough Eastern Conference. You're not you're not wrong in that, Bill. Um, I do want to like the Sixers, even though I don't want to think nice things about James Harden. And there also <laughs> is the presence of Doc Rivers, who you just mentioned. The Celtics, I'm not really sure how things are going to play out post-Ime Udoka or in the middle of Ime Udoka's job tenure there. So I'm going to DQ them from this conversation as wow. well. I honestly hadn't thought about the Heat until D-Cell mentioned them. So I'd be really grasping for short to throw them in here. So the Bucks will be one team. I think that's a really solid, good choice. Fairly unanimous. The other team, the Brooklyn Nets. I'm going to buy in on the universe taking a U-turn. And somehow this actually works for 82 games. Maybe then in the postseason the breakdown comes. Maybe the breakdown is early and they get past it. I think that somehow they're going to make this work. Durant, Kyrie, maybe Joe Harris, a little Ben Simmons. Give me the Nets in the Eastern Conference Final against the Bucks. The Nets could win the whole thing, and they could and they could miss the playoffs. Yep, and I'm here for it. It's all... Uh, Diesel, did you forget the Bucks in the Eastern Conference? Because if you want to revise your answer... They're in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Great team. Oh, Full I remember. Arena. Yeah, they got I that remember. Giannis guy. Yeah, they got a really <laughs> good player. I believe he's won an MVP before. I know they're good. Quick out in the playoffs this Quick year. Quick out. Wow, that is a wow. terrible. That is a terrible take. I'm just telling you. That uh, is, uh, is Trey Lance on the other team that's been knocked <laughs> no, out? Is that oh, that's right. That's right. <laughs> you want to give Can me the Bailey some... Zappy joke too? <laughs> Let me ask you a quick question. Sort of a non sequitur here. I was at a at a at a lunch with NBA media, like people that cover it for a living. And there were four of us. And one guy was doing all the talking and kind of being a know-it-all. Like, all right, whatever. And he kept pronouncing Giannis's name Giannis. And we're all looking at each other like, what? Do you say so? I didn't say, and I'm usually a say-something guy. I just didn't say anything. Are you Are you liberated in that scenario to be like, hey, bro, <clears throat> NBA uh Guy makes a living in the NBA. It's not pronounced Giannis, man. 
Or do you just swallow it like I did? Just swallow the... I don't think you say anything, but I think that you are free, as I'm doing currently, not even knowing who the person is, to judge them significantly. You can't... Forever. You, forever. I mean, you can't... And, and there is an oddity among people. People, like, really struggle with names. Like, that's a weird... But not that one. Well, right, exactly. I struggle with names. Not yeah. that one, and not when he's maybe the best player in the industry that you cover. Not his first name. If you mess up his last name, like, okay, it's really difficult yeah, to say. Sure. Not his first name. No, the G is is unforgivable if you're still Unforgiv- calling him you Giannis. Just, you obviously have never seen a Bucks game if you're calling him Giannis. Right. Uh, very quickly, I know we have to go to the other categories. None of us took these guys as a as a final two team in the playoffs in the Eastern Conference, but I'm really interested in Cleveland. I actually think the East is too tough for them to, to break through that way. But if they do, it won't shock me. I think they're going to be a top team in a couple years. So I just want to throw a little. Love. I think they could finish top four. Western Conference Finals. So I went really edgy here. Although I guess it's a little edgy because the Warriors are such a weird question mark and the Jordan Poole extension is clearly what just happened at the... It, it certainly seems that they can't keep Draymond Green next year, even though he's a player option. Just the tax threshold so insane. So I think that drama doesn't go away from the from the punch. But I've still got Warriors over the Clippers. It is not quite as crowded a Western Conference, but it's a good one. I'm going Clippers, Diesel. Oh, you're all excited. Are you, are you, are you team Clippers? Look, Kawhi's got to be healthy, and he's got to play just 60 games. He plays 62 game, regular season games. As part of a plan which he's healthy for the entire postseason, Paul George doesn't get hurt. We forget that Kawhi is such a postseason closer. I I really like the Clippers this year. You should feel really bad about your Western Conference Finals pick because I have the Warriors and the Clippers. You should feel terrible that you agree with me. Oh, no. Do you have have Warriors winning? I do not. Okay. I feel better. Okay. Uh, for the sake of being different, and just as a, you know, to further your point, I'm looking at the athletic.com's staff predictions, and they have 17 people picking the Clippers to win the West, 12 pick the Warriors. The Nuggets are next with six. Really? Yes. So that's almost a runaway from those two teams. So I'll be a little different, not Nuggets. Give me the Suns and the Clippers in the Western Conference Finals. Wait, say that again? Give me the, the Suns? Suns and the Clippers in the Western Conference Finals. Just to I'm, be different. I would rather pick Clippers Warriors, but give me Suns Clippers. I'm really selling on the Suns. So, okay, so four of the six teams that are the betting favorites, the Suns, the Warriors, the Nets, and the Celtics, have insane controversy, drama, you know, whatever. The Suns have their owner being forced to sell, which I think could be a, a bonus, but also this weird Cold War between their big man, DeAndre Ayton, who doesn't speak to his coach, and his coach doesn't speak to him. And he said it publicly at the start of training camp. You've obviously got the Warriors thing with Draymond Green. I don't have to explain the Nets, right? They have Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant Ben Simmons, so that just speaks for itself in the Celtics' Ime Odoka. Of all the teams that I believe in getting through it the, the least, for me it's the Suns. I just, I'm worried CP3's old. They could win the whole thing. I just, they make me nervous, Bogey. Yeah, they're going to get, in my weird made-up mind just now, the Clippers beat the Warriors in the round previous. Oh, I like that. And the Suns had that little sneaky path to be the other team in the Western Conference Final. I think the Los Angeles Lakers are going to finish in the neighborhood 
of seven or eight. Play in twenty. Yeah, maybe nine. I think is where I put them in my official predictions. As I look at it. Would anyone here like to make a case for the Lakers as a top six team to avoid the play? I could make cases of the top as the number six team to make the playoffs. I think that's the ceiling. All right, Warriors, Clippers, Grizzlies, Suns, Nuggets are five. I think they're all going to be really good. The Mavs have Doncic. I think the Timberwolves could be really good. If Zion's healthy, the Pelicans become super interesting. They were great at the end of last year. That's a a crowded group of eight teams. And it's going to make me, the NBA is going to win again. As much as I hate the play-in, if it plays out correctly, that's going to be four really intriguing teams playing those games before the postseason. Will will Anthony Humpty Dumpty Davis have a successful season? For me, it's a no. And then they can't be successful without it. Well, you, you want Kawhi to play 60 games. How many games for Davis is a successful season? The thing is, I want Kawhi to play 16 to get him through the playoffs. I mean, I could see Anthony Davis playing 64 games and then breaking down in the postseason while when he's healthy, being so put out that he has to play the five <laughs> that it like causes its own drama. So not that scenario. Okay. 65 games of health and a full postseason. Seems unlikely. It <laughs> does. Um, do we do? Oh, I'm sorry. You, you. NBA Finals. Uh, give me, give me the war. Give me the Bucks over the over the Warriors. I switched it. I think the Bucks are going to win the whole thing. The team that Diesel is missing the playoffs. I, I just Giannis. <laughs> Giannis is the best player on the face of the earth. I, 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 we'll get to MVP in a second. I don't think he's going to win MVP for a lot of reasons, but most impactful player on the face of the earth right now is Giannis. Because he's also a defensive player of the year caliber guy. We know what he is offensively. I love that basketball team. They know how to win. I know the East is loaded. I just, I think Giannis is getting multiple rings in his career. And it feels like that's going to happen closer to his first than further away. The Los Angeles Clippers over the Philadelphia 76ers in a seven-game series. Ooh, the Doc series, Doc Rivers. Ooh, how about that? Yeah. If Doc Rivers were not the coach of the Sixers, I might have them in the finals. There's good vibes around the 76ers this year. James Harden took less money. They brought in P.J. Tucker. And B. may, you know, stay healthy. He's on an MVP trajectory, like you mentioned. You're, You're raining on the good vibes. I was um I was making the rounds. Uh, I probably shouldn't sell these guys out because that organization is pretty good to me. But I was making the rounds, and um, I was going to go to a practice when I was in Philly because nobody cancels practice a week into the season. <laughs> Doc just canceled practice. <laughs> it's like day four. Uh, we're going to take the day off. All right. That's it. No commentary attached. Bogus, what, what I, you got? I mean, what else am I supposed to say about Doc Rivers out being even more mean? I mean, that is kind of the perfect encapsulation. And that's why, I mean, do I, I have a, a junior feelings about Ty Lu in that same regard with the Clippers. Um, sure. But you know what? I'm all in. I'm all in on the mania. This is going to be a spite title. Nets oh over God. Clippers. They're going to do it to give us all the middle finger. Nets over Clippers. I mean, Thanks for I playing. Can, the thing is, 
what's going to happen when your prediction's almost right and it's game five and they're up 3-1 and all Simmons has to do is dunk with like three seconds left and he he won't and he passes the ball and it's a turnover and a guy throws like a three-quarter and, it, and then it's a come Simmons' refusal to, sh- to dunk turns the tide. Yeah, and then Kyrie doesn't show up for game six and they lose that. <laughs> And then Game 7, Durant hits a 2 instead of a 3 at the buzzer, and they lose by 1 again because his, his feet are so big. He got the line by accident against the Bucks. Um, yeah. Then going to Game 7, uh, he has an Instagram story on why Steve Nash is a piece of bleep. <laughs> and then they win. Then he scores 50, and they win, and I'm right. Thank you. Could happen. Executive of the year. Ooh, this one's sexy. I think I'm going to bet on all this. Can I bet on this stuff if I have a vote? That's a... Ooh. I don't think I can, right? I mean, you don't control everybody else's votes. But, yeah, there's still probably some kind of, like, journalistic yeah. principle involved there. That yeah. feels a little dirty. It does. All right. Well, I, I'm going to vote on executive for of the year because you can't vote on those. those I think Colby Altman's going to win executive of the year. And this is predicated on Cleveland having a really good season and one of the top teams in the East underperforming because of that drama, right? Celtics or Nets. But I do think there's a scenario where Cleveland is exceptionally good in the regular season, and this is a regular season award. It doesn't matter what happens in the postseason. I saw them play a preseason game, maybe a couple, and I know it's preseason, but but Donovan Mitchell on that team is so interesting. They're so deep. I I, I mean, it's not going to be Brad Stevens with the Celtics, right? Like Come what may, because of the Adoka thing. It's not going to be the Warriors because of the Dream on Green Punch, even if they are amazing. I don't think it is. Okay, I, 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 or maybe it will be Diesel. I um, I love I love Kobe Altman. Uh, if you're if you're thinking about putting money on it, why can't it be Bob Myers? I have Bob Myers written down on my paper here. There's going to be ti- there's going to be times throughout the season where we think they go on a two or three game losing streak. Hey, is this locker room a little divided here? Let's not forget. Just last weekend, they gave a new contract to Andrew Wiggins. Jordan Poole, this team is also built for the future. I think Bob Myers is going to get some credit this year. Yeah, but he's not. Okay. Does the I'll theme let... continue? Do I pick Sean Marks for making things right with Kevin Durant oh my and Kyrie God. Irving and trading for doesn't. Ben Simmons and winning an NBA title? I do not. Uh, Kobe <laughs> Altman's the pick. Back to you, Bill. Yeah. I mean, I actually like. Who did they add? They added Jermichael Green and. Um, what's his name? Dante DiVincenzo, right? That, which I actually think are nice additions for the Warriors. Like I think those are are good role players, but I don't think you get credit for the guys already on your. It's a weird, it's a weird award. It's a, it's a strange award because a lot of times the guy that wins Executive of the Year should actually win it for what happened two or three years ago because it, drafting properly and building a team the right way takes several years. But that's not the way that our brains our brains work, and so the splashy addition is Donovan Mitchell. I mean, there's a chance that Danny Ainge should be the executive of the year for this year, but we won't know until four years from now. Yeah, but even Rudy Gobert ripoff. But even Altman is going to be like accumulation because he's drafting True. Evan Mobley and Great drafting uh, Garland and then yeah, putting Mitchell on top. It's going to be a you know a two or three year party if he wins it this year. All right, I take it back. Bogus and I are right. D cells wrong. Exactly. MVP. I think Joel Embiid is going to win, and I apparently can't bet on this. You all should, and here's why. Here's why. A, I think Philly's going to have a top one or two season in the Eastern Conference. I, I think they're going to actually win the Eastern Conference and then lose in the second round because of Doc Rivers. But again, it's a regular season award. So 
top of the Eastern Conference or maybe second. I think they'll win. I think Embiid's going to have a monster, monster year. But most importantly, voters in the NBA, unfortunately, NBA media, more than any media I've ever been around, and I'm going to insult all my colleagues, but it's true, so it is what it is, are so obsessed with the group think of, of, of doing what is popular within the group and not feeling stupid and, instead of just thinking independently that they always boomerang. Embiid didn't win last year. He shouldn't have won last year. Jokic should have won last year. I actually voted Giannis second and Embiid third, but Embiid got really mad. There's already a backlash against this, the uh, analytic sabermetrics approach. Everyone now sort of wringing their hands, and all of these voters, I'm telling you, are going to be predisposed to vote for Embiid if he's even close. He's winning. I'm not even sure if he'll deserve it. He's winning this year if he's healthy. Luka Doncic is your MVP this season. <laughs> Just because his numbers, he has to be so much of that offense every single night. His statistical numbers are going to jump off the page. I mean, would you be surprised? I know it's I know it's not what it used to be because of Westbrook. But he might average a triple-double this year while scoring 30 points. Like, he has to be so much of what Dallas needs to do to win games. I'm going with Dodgers. And it's a great pick because he's the betting favorite. Here's my only concern. I think Russell Westbrook screws him out of an MVP. And here's how. The MVP Westbrook won several years ago was such a joke and such a disaster because of his statistical excellence that it was the anomaly. It was the one time that that a a guy didn't finish, a winner didn't finish in the top three or four, their team, and won an MVP that I don't, I think that rule become even more sacrosanct now. I think the Mavs have to be a top four team for him to win. Diesel. I'll uh, respectfully and happily disagree with Diesel on this. Uh, it is not Luka Doncic. It is going to be Joel Embiid. And I thought you were going to follow me with, with your critique of voting. I thought you were going to say that voters are bad at voting for the obvious guy year after year because they get like tired of writing his name down, which is why Giannis wouldn't win it also again. True. So also I true. think Giannis might have the better season, quote-unquote, but if Embiid is good enough to be alongside of him, he'll win it because his name is different than Giannis's. Let me be honest with you. and I, I think you were. I think you and I were talking every day. I was so in my own head on this. I know we have to go. I think I should have voted for Giannis last year. I actually think the right voting order should have been Giannis, Jokic, Embiid, and I did it, and I did it wrong. Like, I, I think you're right. Even I, like, right? It's just because Giannis' defensive impact. That's the thing about Embiid. His defensive impact, should I think, should count more than it does. All right, we got to go. Coach of the Year, Taylor Jenkins. Boom. We don't even have time. Great introduction by Andrew Bogish. 855-2124-CBS is the phone number. I can't talk, but NFL Power Rankings speak for themselves after we get a CBS Sports Radio update from Andrew Bogish. Hey, everyone. Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us, and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. All right, welcome back into the show. Let's do NFL Power Rankings. Some will rise. Others will fall. Let the ranking begin on Writer Than You's NFL Power Rankings. Number five. I'm gonna, I wish there was a hold his nose. Try not to put the Vikings on here. I don't even... I don't even I'm not sure I even believe it. I mean, who have they beaten? 
Detroit, New Orleans, the Bears, barely. Miami team without Tua, Green Bay, they beat Green Bay. They're 5-1, and one. they're playing well, they have a good roster. Almost, what are you looking at? I didn't even write down the Vikings, I wrote down Kissing Cousins. He made it, he made the power he rankings. He made it, won't last. Go to the next one. <laughs> Number four. The New York Giants, man, I think they're legit. It's hard to evaluate how good of a win beating Green Bay is right now. Because a lot of the teams are on this list to beat them, but maybe that's because good teams have played Green Bay early on that we didn't see coming, and that's part of Green Bay's problems. But the Giants beat the Packers. They beat, what, Baltimore over the weekend? They're playing really well. I I went back and watched some highlights on YouTube last night because I just wanted to watch. Daniel Jones looked, again, that made some really nice throws. Complete roster. Play, play good football. They can run the ball. Giants are legit, man. Crazy. Number three. I still think this team's going to win the AFC. Kansas City Chiefs. Such a close game against the Bills. And, and the thing is, they go as far as Mahomes stops them from going. In the games they've lost, Mahomes has thrown interceptions that have cost them the game, which is, you know, the mighty Casey striking out. But the defense is vastly improved from where it was the last time they won a Super Bowl. I don't think Tyreek Hill's absence is a game changer. I know that there are some moments where when they get blitzed, there's not a bailout option. So they got to be a little bit better. And Mahomes is forcing things other guys and turning the ball over. But I still think the Chiefs are, are one of the three absolute elite and only elite teams in the NFL right now. Number two. It's close. I almost got them higher. I, I understand Eagles fans may not love it. But I can't, even though you're undefeated, can't quite get Philadelphia to that top spot, even though they're the only team that are undefeated. Look, man, they're they're playing really well. The win against Dallas is important and impressive, and that first half, we talked about this on Monday, Monday, was really, really good, and a good sign for what their defense can be. Jalen Hurts looks excellent. They're a really great team. They're an elite team. They're an excellent team. They don't have a ton of great wins. I mean, Detroit's not a great win. Washington, Jacksonville, Arizona. Those are, but you beat who's in front of you. And they'd be number one if it wasn't for... Number one. What do you want me to say about the Buffalo Bills? What a football team. What a win. And maybe something I should have discussed more yesterday was Josh Allen's ability at Arrowhead, in that atmosphere, with that Chiefs defense playing really well, to lead his team down the field at the end of the game and to take the lead, made a beautiful throw at the end, but that is that is a quarterback taking over a game and doing, because they gave the ball back to Mahomes with some time left, doing what Mahomes couldn't do, and that game was at Arrowhead. Buffalo Bills could be atop this list for the remainder of the season. Honorable mention. I almost got the Jets on there, Tommy. I, I, I feel like maybe it was really close between the Jets and, and Kissing Cousins. Who have the Jets beaten? That's my thing. I, I'm, I'm still trying to wrap my head around your deciding between the Jets and Kissing Cousins. What world do we live in where the Vikings and the Jets are cracking the power rankings and we're not making fun of them? I know. It's, it's, I, I mean, I got every day now someone sends me proof that we're in a simulation. People are now really into it. This is just one of those little, this can't be real kind of things. The Jets are good too, man. You watch, I'm not sure Zach Wilson is I can't believe I'm saying these words as reliable as Daniel Jones. <laughs> right? Like, I know what is happening here. 
Also, I'm not sure. I mean, the Jets have beaten Cleveland. Barely. Not a great win. Pittsburgh, eh. They crushed the Miami team without Tua. And 40 points in that Miami defense is impressive. And Green Bay. All right, that's it. The world's upside down. Yankees play tonight against the Guardians after a rainout. The Dodgers are gone. Phillies, Padres is fascinating. The Astros await. We're going to get insight on all of this and what to expect from our buddy Jerry Harrison Jr., former Yankee World Series champion, next year on CBS Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 